comes louder. He's one on one with Hemsley, and Hemsley blocks it. Mitchell spins on Childs, and one. Cal up top, Shepard. Shepard was asking for it for three. Watson, and a foul! This is a clinic. This is Aztec basketball. Aztec Nation, what's good? Welcome to the latest edition of the Aztec Breakdown Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm flying solo today. You can follow me over on Twitter at CallMeKinslow, and you can follow the show, Entrone, at Aztec Breakdown. And here we are. I'm recording this on the 29th of March, a full 12 days after whatever the heck that was. And I can honestly say I'm still frustrated and I'm still upset. And I don't know if I'm I'm mad anymore cuz there absolutely was feelings of anger at the final whistle. But I think now it's just more sadness, depression. (laughs) I'm not depressed, but that game, that was bad. I was talking to a couple of people who watch and follow Aztec basketball, and I believe that that's the worst loss we've ever had at least in terms of the way that I felt after the game. Now, recency bias, 100% a thing. And if you were to ask me before the 17th, what was our worst loss or the one that hurt the most, it was clearly Kawhi Leonard versus Kemba Walker. A lot of people will say Utah State versus that 2020 team in the Mountain West tournament, but... Sam Merrill made an incredible shot to beat us. It wasn't anything more than that. With Mensa, results probably different. The Kawhi, you know, team loss in against UConn, for me, it hurt at the time a lot. But Kemba Walker led them to winning the national championship, so that. They clearly were a good team. It wasn't like they just flopped in the next round. And I've watched the game three times. Still can't believe it happened. It's very surreal, and I am 100% still hurt. So today I wanted to talk through my pain. Because Trone and I, you know, haven't put anything out in a while, and you guys deserve it, and I'm sorry for that. Life has really kicked us while I was down, at least. Work got crazy, and it's a lot harder to record a podcast when you're really miserable about the thing you want to talk about. It's a lot more fun when things are going well and you're happy. So today is my attempt at hashing out my feelings, trying to explain my thought process, some things that I've seen, and some concepts. Now, 
we'll look to the future in another episode with Trone because there are some bright spots to the season ending, right? It's sad that Trey and the rest of the seniors will never play for the Aztecs again. But there's a lot of potential. And if you follow the Aztec program closely, you'll know that next year, next year is the one. Next year is the team that can break our March Madness curse, can break the curse of disappointing first-round exits, can actually win a March Madness game for the first time since 2015. But this team, the 2021-2022 Aztecs, should have been the team that won their first game in the tournament since 2015. And I don't think that's even a question about it. The first thought that comes to my mind when I think about the result is disaster. Disaster. And when you're talking about emotional losses, this is it. This is it. So to the game itself, we all know what happened. Aztecs blew a huge lead, and they lost in overtime. And there are a couple of trends that we need to talk about. The first one is the decision to not play Chad Baker Mazzara more in the second half. And if you were around the night of the loss, you'll saw, you've seen my video that I put out where I just dumped my feelings into it. And my initial feelings were, why didn't Chad Baker Mazzara play more? We're 12 days removed. <laughs> I still feel the exact same way. My man was on fire. He's cooking. He's carrying the offense. He's going to be the star of the first round. He's going to lead a Sports Center Scott Van Pelt segment at the end of the night. Kentucky just lost to St. Peter's. You're going to be, Chad, your, as in Chad Baker Mazzara, is going to be the next story after Kentucky. And he got extinguished by our own coach. The reason being, I think it's pretty obvious. He got backdoored for the second time in the game. Getting backdoored is very much a awareness play. Chad was cheating. He got backdoored and gave up a layup. And I've heard many things about how he needs to improve his defense next year to get on the court. I think that just comes with experience. I think he gets the natural, he's been in the program bump. And that will happen next year. But again, this is not to talk about next year's team. Because I'm sure over the summer, we're going to talk a lot about it. This is to talk about the Creighton game. The Creighton disaster. The biggest disappointment since I've been an Aztec fan. Chad not playing in the second half is, in my mind, crazy. I see why Dutcher did it. Because there is a track record here. In games where we get a big lead, Dutcher goes to the prevent defense. 
It's a lineup that is very good at defense. It is a lineup that is not good at offense. And when you play the prevent defense, you lose. And all season, when he went to the defensive lineup to protect the lead, it lost. Friends, what's the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. Boise State on the road, prevent defense, loss. Fresno State at home, prevent defense, probably should have lost. Creighton, NCAA tournament, prevent defense, losing overtime. And those Fresno, that Fresno and Creighton game, those are just two sides of the same coin. That's the outcome you're going to get when you're better than a team. And make no mistake, the Aztecs were the better team playing in the March Madness tournament. They were better than Creighton. There's no question about it. Creighton did not win that game. The Aztecs lost that game. And there's no way around it. You need to look it in the face and acknowledge what happened. That was terrible. That was utterly terrible. And I really think that playing Chad in the second half more gets us a few more buckets, and we win the game. And the biggest argument I've seen against it on Twitter, because that's where Aztec Nation lives, and if you're not on there, get on there. The biggest argument I've I've heard, I've seen is you can't he's a liability on defense. Which he's not. He might not be the best defender, but he's not a turnstile. He had two bad plays where he got backdoored very similarly, and he gave up a dunk, an uncontested layup or dunk. And I understand like that's a hook. You get hooked for that play. But you don't get hooked and then benched. You just can't do that. Not to a guy who's carrying your offense and is clearly on fire and feeling it. And Chad is very much a momentum player. I've seen a bunch of different nicknames for him. I like Chad Buckets. My own personal favorite is the microwave because he can score in bunches and he's going to score quick. And basically what we did in the second half is open the door, press the stop button, took our food out of the microwave. And he didn't get to contribute. And I hear Kyle, but we needed a team that could make stops. And that's Dutcher's philosophy. Great. They didn't make stops. They weren't stopping anyone. We needed an offensive punch. Oh, by the way, Creighton went to a hack, an Aztec strategy. Do you know who our best free throw shooter is? 90%, Chad Baker-Mazzara. Creighton went to a full-court press. Do you know who our best press-breaking wing is? And maybe best press-breaker in the team is Chad Baker-Mazzara. Now, he does some bad plays where he catches it in the corner, but so does every Aztec. This season, I'll remember them as the team that folded. The team that 
when pressure was close. They just didn't get it done. They didn't have enough. And I think a lot of that is because of the strategies put forth by the coaching staff, specifically in this game. The prevent defense versus a team that, by all accounts, shouldn't be able to score against you. And you can't get stops. And then you don't change your strategy. What? I just I just do not understand. I don't understand. Go all-out offense if you have to. I'm not saying all-out offense. I mean, I would love that, and I'm sure some of you would. But put them in the game. Play Chad more. It's very simple. I really think that it comes down to that. Now, there are other things that caused us to lose, but those things don't happen, I feel, if Chad's in the game. Because one of them is make your free throws. And Matt Bradley, end-of-game free throw shooting, really rough this year. I'm really happy that he's coming back because I want LeBron meme, Miami Heat LeBron meme, Matt Bradley next year. And if you don't know, there's a meme of LeBron where he's looking up and he looks like he's about to murder somebody. He looks crazy. He looks angry. Matt Bradley, let's get it, baby. Let's get it next year. Because that's not who you are. And I know you want to make up for it. And I believe in you. And really, Aztec Nation should believe in you. Because he proved it down the stretch. Matt did. And even in the Mountain West Championship game, it was a frustrating shot. Some people think he got fouled. That's another situation where probably should have won. Didn't. Rough. Very rough. Make your free throws. Right? If we make our free throws, we win. We didn't. Again, Chad Baker, Mazzara, probably your best free throw shooter. Not on the court. You can get him the ball for him to shoot free throws. It's not hard. And fair play to Creighton. They played that perfectly. They exploited our weaknesses. They let us fumble the bag, and they took advantage of it. We fumbled the bag, period. That's it. A seven-point lead with two minutes left, and you blow it. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's really hard to do. And they did it in spectacular fashion. I mean, it's... It, like I, I've been saying all pods so far, it, it was as bad as it gets. It's a disaster. And uh, the, the sooner... Like, next year cannot come soon enough. Because I want to forget that this happened. I would want to experience joy. I want to be... I want to have Viejas bouncing with a top 25 team. I want all of that. But, uh, yeah, that was as bad of a game, as bad of an ending as I've ever experienced. I only have one loss in my life that I've really felt this way, and it's when the Celtics clinched versus the Lakers in the championship a few years back. I'm a huge Lakers fan, and I hate the Celtics, so... That's like heartbreaking to me, right? 
But this one hurts, man. It hurts bad. It really does. And I'm just, I haven't watched really any other games of the tournament. And basketball is my favorite sport, and March Madness is the best thing that basketball has to offer. And I haven't been able to enjoy it because of the way our game ended. And I think that there are probably a few of you who feel just like me. And so I hope that I verbalized your thoughts and feelings well. And if you have any others, feel free to get at me over on Twitter. I'd love to have a discussion about how you felt after the game. Maybe we can all heal, talk out our feelings, and move forward together. But, uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk about the game with Trone maybe in depth. Maybe not, right? Maybe we just forget about it and move on, but here we are. And so the game's ended. The Aztecs have lost. And I saw some things online that I agreed with. I saw some things online that I disagreed with. But one of the things that I'm really, really surprised at are the people who think that Brian Dutcher is beyond reproach. And I think I've made it pretty clear that I, without question, am not the biggest Brian Dutcher fan of, of the supporters of Aztec basketball. And I kept seeing people saying, I keep hearing people talking about fire Brian Dutcher. Fire Brian Dutcher. I think that's a very small minority, a vocal minority, <laughs> in the Aztec fan base. To me, there's a lot more. He doesn't need any criticism, people, and I think that's just crazy. I think it's crazy. I think a lot more people are kind of where I'm at, which is I don't want him fired, but we need to do better. We do. He's taken three teams to the NCAA tournament. He failed to double-team the only player that could score for the University of Houston. He got blown out by a gazillion points versus a team who he knew exactly what they were going to be doing. And he had a monumental collapse at the end of the game versus a team Aztecs are better than. And we're up by seven with two minutes left. And the strategies put in place cost them the game. Not to mention our end-of-game plays this year. They were pretty, pretty bad. Pretty bad. We lost a lot of close games this season. A lot. Many we shouldn't have. And absolutely, the players deserve blame. But when you're the head coach, you put the players on the court, you create the strategy, you get blamed too. So I very much think that he deserves the criticism, the heat that he's getting. Do I want him fired? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because are you going to do better than him? <laughs> Look at Nevada. They had a great coach. 
took Arkansas far in the NCAA tournament. Replaced him with somebody who they thought was going to be as good, if not better. And they've kind of been rough since then. So I don't think that we need him replaced. I don't want that. I don't think really anyone wants that. What we want is for him to be better. For him to do better. On the biggest of stages. So I think that he also deserves a pass in some way. Because let's be honest, if the 2020 team was in the tournament, we're a two seed, we're playing a 15 seed, or we're a one seed playing a, fi- uh, you know, uh, we're, we're a high-rated seed playing a team we're much better than, we're probably going to win, we might win two games, you know, that team was the team that was really special, and he does deserve some credit for building that team. And he didn't get the success next to his name in the tournament that he probably should have deserved. But I will say this. If the Aztecs don't have success next year, and I'm talking conference championship, regular season or tournament, and a win in the NCAA tournament, those voices are going to get really loud. They're going to get really loud. And I don't blame those people that feel that way. Because you continually want your team to grow, develop, and get better. San Diego State is one of the best mid-majors in the country. We are the best program in the Mountain West. This is undisputable. Look at how many times we've won or played in the Mountain West uh, Conference Tournament Championship game. Look at how many times we've won the regular season. Look at how many times... We're good. We're good year in and year out. We're great every now and then. We were really good last year. We were really good in 20... We were amazing in 2020. We've had great teams in the past. We're the best program in the conference. And we have the ability to level up. We have the ability to take the program to new heights. It's right there. It is right there. Are we limited by the Mountain West Conference in general? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do we need to leave for a bigger show? Yes. But I'm telling you, If we're able to do that, the program will level up overnight. Pac-12 exposure, Big 12 exposure, American exposure, whatever. Just get us the hell out of this conference because I'm telling you guys, you shouldn't want the Aztecs to be the best team in the Mountain West. We've already achieved that goal. We want to go bigger. We want to be the best mid-major in the country. And guess what? We can actually do that while still being in the Mountain West. Absolutely can. And a really good showing next season in the tournament will really go a long way to accomplishing that goal. Which, if it happens, I think you're all going to be pretty damn happy. Right? 
Okay. So those are my initial thoughts. I do have one more thing that I would like to say. Mountain West Conference, your referees are an absolute joke. And the case in point for you here is during the Mountain West Tournament, talk to fans of every team, and they all know two names. Yep, you know who I'm about to say. Dave Hall and Eric Curry, the two worst refs in America. Get them the absolute hell out of this conference. The refereeing in the Mountain West Conference is substandard, and when teams don't get a favorable whistle because they're not playing SDSU, they get torched. They get torched. It doesn't do the conference any favors when you have low-performing referees and referees who we know their first name because they're so bad at their job. The fact that there were Mountain West Conference referees refing March Madness and they made mistakes. They made mistakes. I don't know if you watched Iowa, but holy smokes, Dave Hall. Holy, I I don't even know what to say at this point. How he still has a job is beyond me. It's beyond me. And Eric Curry is just as bad. The two of them are the two worst refs in America. Get rid of them. I'm tired of seeing them blow games over and over and over again. Every single fan base feels cheated because of those two. Every one. Ask Wyoming. Ask Boise. Ask Colorado State. Ask Nevada. Ask the one UNLV fan that was there because they lost early. (laughs) Yeah, I'll always get joy at them losing. I don't care. But the point stands. Everyone feels like they got a raw deal from those two. It's time to get some new blood. It really is. Mountain West Conference, do better. So what I want everyone to do, who's still angry like me right now, at the way the season ended, the disappointment, if you want to be mad at Eric Curry and Dave Hall, that, that's always a good reason to be mad. I want you to do a few things. I want you to take a deep breath with me right now. Take another one. Now think about next season's team. It's going to be special. Let's let this go. And focus on next season. The next episode, Trone and I will give a season recap. We'll talk about what went well, what didn't. Hint, hint, I'm going to talk about the prevent defense with Trone. But we'll, we'll break it all down the way that Trone and I do. And then we'll look to the future. Because like I said, it could be the one. All right. Remember, follow us on Twitter, me at Call Me Kinslow. Trone and the show, at Aztec Breakdown. I met so many people in Vegas 
that support the show. It was a pleasure to meet all of you. That was, without a shadow of a doubt, my favorite part of these last couple of weeks is getting to interact with the listeners. I even was out in public a few times this weekend and met people who listened to the show. That was really cool. And I'm not some celebrity. I'm just a small voice that represents a small part of Aztec Twitter. And I really love doing this, and I hope you enjoy it. And we'll catch you guys next time on the Aztec Breakdown Podcast. Go Aztecs.